Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is Live on Purpose Radio. We're promoting pathological positivity today at Live on Purpose Radio. I have another phenomenal guest with me today. I'd like to introduce Mr. Bob Kittel. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. At least it's morning here. That's always funny when we're podcasting because who knows when people are listening. But we're in the morning, and we're getting started on purpose today. Bob Cattell is an inspiring mentor to many. In fact, you've spoken to millions through your career. Is that right, Bob? Uh Uh-huh. Some of those are young people. And in fact, you're heading out today to speak to a group of elementary school children, or junior high, I think. Yeah, junior high, they're eighth graders. Junior high, eighth graders. And you teach some principles that resonate very much with what it is that, that we're doing here at Live on Purpose Radio, and it's an honor and a thrill to have you here with us today. Well, thank you. Talk about inspiration. That's a, a word that gets thrown around a lot, but this is something that you do on purpose. Every day of your career, you're out there inspiring people. What does that mean to you, Bob? Well, Every morning I get up and I ask myself this question, whose life can I change today? And then I spend the day trying to find the person that I can change. And it's kind of interesting as I I tell people about this, I go, you know, if you go out and change one person's life, you didn't change one person, you changed two. Who else did you Mm. change? Mm. You changed two people. And I think the goal is to go to bed every night a different person than you were when you woke up. And using inspiring stories, uh, things that have happened in my life, and uh, showing them how I, I took something that was a disaster and, and turned it around into something positive and that they can do the same. That, that's what the message is all about. Mm. I've noticed this, Bob, and I think all of our listeners have as well. Things happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that fair? Yeah, and I, and I tell them, you know, fail. Go out and fail as fast as you can. But I learned that from my mentor. I was thinking of starting a business once, yeah. and he goes, he goes, go for it. You can't lose. And I said, what do you mean I can't lose? He says, pal, there are two attributes of every successful person that's ever walked the face of this planet. He said, number one, they were persistent. But he said, two, they all failed. He said, do you know how many people think failure is a bad thing? He said, it's our failures that teach us how to be successful. So he said, go for it. And if you fail, fantastic. You're going to learn great things that will help you the rest of your life. And he said, if you go out there and you make lots of money, he said, fantastic. You're young. You'll fail later. You should be okay. Yeah, right. You can catch up, right? Yeah. Fail faster. I like the way that you said that. We do tend to have some fear of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As human beings, it's just normal. Yeah. When you um, when when you go to do something new, you know, you hear this little critic in your head, and our Mm. biggest critic is ourselves, and, and the critic's telling you you're not good enough. Well, how do you get good enough unless you go out and you try? So you mm. go find the ways that don't work. I mean, it's like even um, when I go to speak at schools. Mm-hmm. How do I go speak at a school? Well, I didn't know. So I walked in the front door and I spoke to the receptionist. And the receptionist then brings me to another person. And it's different with every school. But yeah, there were a lot of failures until I started succeeding. Sure. 
That is, I think, a prerequisite to true success. Am I going too far with that? Well, it's doing. You have to do something. You, and if right. you're not doing anything, and you know, there's a lot of times you are going to fail. And then you learn, and you can also teach others what you've learned. You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I talk about a corridor. Imagine that your, your, your goal is at the end of the corridor. And I said, if you're brave enough to step into that corridor and start heading towards your goal, the big surprise is maybe you're not going to reach your goal, but you're going to see other doors of opportunity you would have never known about had you not started down that corridor. Exactly. And it's happened so many times in my life. Get started. Head out. I, I'm thinking of a quote by Wayne Gretzky who said, you'll miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Or, or Michael Jordan when he said, um, I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something. He said, what I can't accept is not trying. Right. Yeah, so go out and try. You're going to miss a lot of the shots you do take. Yeah, and you learn from every one of them. And it's the That's experience. Right. The, the experience that you're having throughout the whole thing. So where does it start, Bob? When, uh, it, let's say that I'm, I'm just sick and tired of being stuck wherever it is in my life, whether it's my career or a relationship. What's the starting point? What's that first step? The first step is going, this is where I want to go. You, you, you know, even if it's ridiculous, even if you think it's impossible. I mean, there was a time I graduated from college and I thought I'm going to go after pro football. Now, I'd only started mm. in three uh, varsity games the whole time I was in college. And I ended up being a, a varsity uh, or college cheerleader by the time I was a senior. Oh, And so here I am. I could still kick 60-yard field goals and I have this goal. I want to go off for pro football. So there's an old saying... I will get prepared and perhaps my chance will come because it's better to be prepared and not have an opportunity than have an opportunity and not be prepared. So I, I worked really hard toward it and then I learned something else. If you're working really hard toward something, you will find other people that will open up doors for you because they see how hard you're trying. Mm. And that's what happened to me. Every time I ran up against a, a wall, a door was opened. One of the other players that was going into the NFL, he would, he would say, hey, hey, here's the number to my agent. Or, hey, the coach for Denver is down in the office right now. Go down and see him. And, you know, when you're prepared, then you walk in with confidence. It is kind of funny. Yeah. I walked into that office, and there's this, you know, coach from Denver surrounded by these, you know, football players that are all Americans. And I walk in and go, hey, you guys looking for a kicker? And the players were mortified, like, are you crazy? But the coach was really doing? nice. He, 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 looks, he looks up and he goes, well, we've already signed four kickers this year. I said, great, what would it take to sign a fifth kicker? And, <laughs> and, and he just smiled. He says, well, he'd have to be pretty darn good. I said, well, sir, look outside. You see that field goal post? I can kick over the top of that for 50 yards. It will clear the field goal post. It will clear the fence. It will hit the cars. That's pretty darn good, isn't it? <laughs> and he did. He laughed. And he said, I'll see you on the field at 2 o'clock. And he gave me 15 minutes. I knocked his socks off. He signed me right on the spot. I went down to Arizona to their camp, and after three days, you know what happened? What I got happened? cut. You got cut? Yeah. And that's the end of the story. I got cut. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's really interesting? I love that story, Bob. I, I tell people, was it a waste of time? And I go, no. And I show a no. picture of me standing on a mountain. I said, I can see things from here that I couldn't see at the beginning of this journey. That's right. Uh, and I said, it's not what you get by reaching your goal that's nearly as important as what you have become as a person by reaching for it. And yeah, my life changed from that point forward. I thought, I can do anything because all the doors had mm-hmm. opened in that experience. Mm-hmm. 
I, another thing I really like about that, I've got this picture of going somewhere, and, and you said the first step is pick a target. Mm-hmm. Find, it, set a goal out there somewhere, and it's not that you have to go to that, but start out and go toward it, uh-huh. and then see what happens as you go. As you go toward that, you will encounter all of the people and resources that are available to you on the way. And you become a different person in the process. Right. And that's the miracle of the whole thing. And then you get to mm. share that with others. Isn't that neat? You know, that, that one um, quote about uh, Nelson Mandela gave it. You know, uh, our deepest uh. fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And, right. and, and how you can inspire others. A lot of people thinking of Nelson Mandela um, just passed away yesterday. Mm-hmm. And what a powerful influence. And as he quoted that, that uh, particular quotation from Marianne Williamson, mm-hmm. our greatest fear is this power that we have. And, but there's another one, too. There's a fear of disappointment that sometimes keeps people from, from stretching, from reaching toward that goal. And I've thought that through a little bit. You might have some thoughts about this, Bob. Fear of disappointment? What are we so afraid of missing out on or not getting that we don't even jump into the journey? Well, I think it's because people tie their self-worth into that, that performance. To achieving whatever it yeah, is. And if they fail, they see themselves as a failure. And they need mm-hmm. to reframe that and go, no, that was an experience. And they need to find, what was it that I've learned from this experience? Mm. And there's a lesson in every one. There's it, value in every experience. Yeah, and then you get to share that with others, too. I mean, that's what right. human interaction is all about. It's not just all of our successes. It's our failures and, and buoying each other up at times. We all take our turn. Mm. That's right. So getting that perspective of what direction I'm going and realizing, okay, it's not about achieving that thing so much as get going toward it and be open to the experiences and the learning and the opportunities to share that will come inevitably as you head out right. on the, this course. The journey. Wow. So in, in the amazing experiences you've had, and you've been on stage in front of thousands, tens of thousands of people. What are some of those common elements that you've discovered as you have shared these experiences with others that predict success? The, the common elements that predict success. You, you know, I even think about even how I got on that stage. I, I got a, you know. <laughs> Does that the, amaze you too? Well, I got a phone call one day from, um, it was called Get Motivated Seminars, the biggest uh-huh. seminar stage in the world. Uh, 30,000 people in the Georgia Dome. Uh, they fill arenas. And some big names, too. And, and so he calls me up, and he says, I need, a, I need a talk on, and he gave me the topic. I said, well, I have a talk on that. He says, you do. Great. And then he gets the, the, his CEO on the phone. He said, uh, Bob says he has a talk on that. And they said, great, let's hear it. I said, okay, when? They said, now. I right said, now, give I it said, to us. On the phone? They said, yeah. I said, okay. So I sat there. I mean, can you imagine this? This is your job interview. So I talked into my phone for 30 minutes. I didn't hear one response from them the whole time, not one chuckle. And I had a few jokes in there. And at the end, they go, sounds good. We'll see you on Saturday. Bam. 
Oh boy. And so it was the preparation that, you know, just to the fact of even getting there, my dream, you know, came true because I got prepared for that, that moment. And I didn't know it was going to happen like that. I think you just shared one of the principles. I'm, as I look for these common elements, and I've interviewed hundreds of people, I think one of those common elements is the courage to do it. Just act, take a step without hiding, you know, behind those fears. Well, Les Brown says, says this, uh, if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. If you do what is mm. easy, your life will be hard. And what I try to tell the, I speak at many mm-hmm. schools and, and I tell these kids, you're going to come up to these moments where it's, you're going to be afraid. And I said, right. you have a choice to step through the door or to walk away. I said, always step through the door every single time. It, it was like walking in there with the coaches. I was afraid, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, walked up onto that stage. I did it anyway. Right. Oh, oh, I got to tell you about my first standing ovation. Uh, I was 19 years old and uh, 70,000 people jumped to their feet and gave my performance a standing ovation. It was at Arizona State University. Wow. Yeah, they all jumped to their feet and cheered for me because I was on the other team and I just missed a field goal. (laughs) (laughs) They were pretty happy. That was your first standing ovation. It came from a failure. Talk about rejection. And at that moment, I knew I wasn't going to get a scholarship. And I mean, talk about being at the bottom of the barrel and I remember how dark it felt. I, I remember what it's like to look at the clock, and it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and you go, how will I make it till 3 o'clock? And mm-hmm. this is where you find the right person who walks into your life and the, accepting the help. My roommate comes up to me one day and says, oh, come on, Bob, get over it. He said, you've got all kinds of potential. But he said, you know what your problem is? You don't dream big enough. And I said, what do you mean I don't dream big uh-huh. enough? He said, well, I know what you plan on doing after you graduate. I don't think you dream big enough. And he changed my whole, fr- my whole frame of reference because of the... The, the rejection. Yeah, yeah. Fear of failure, disappointment, that we won't get what we, we're looking for? Well, we already don't have that, so well, there's more to come. Hang on. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. MoreBetterBooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on MoreBetterBooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hidden messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great, These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R. 
drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com Success in any endeavor does not happen by accident. Rather, it's the result of deliberate decisions, conscious effort, and immense persistence, all directed at specific goals. Gary Ryan Blair Afraid of failure? Afraid of disappointment? Afraid that we won't get what we already don't have? <laughs> Sounds kind of ridiculous when you put it in those terms. Uh huh. Bob, you're this amazing, successful guy, takes the stage, everybody stands and cheers for you. You probably don't know what it's like to be disappointed. Oh, oh my heavens. I, I think sometimes, I don't know how I've survived through some of the disappointments. Oh, yeah? Some of, yeah. Uh, you know, I had this business where I was teaching students all over the United States how to have a better memory. And it was just going great. And then one day, one of my best friends who I knew from college who was working with me, he broke into my home and he took some things and it destroyed my business. Oh, wow. Talk about disappointing. I mean, now I'm out of work. My business is... And it took I, your eye down. And, and I was so mad. In fact, I, ha- I had him dead to rights. I had evidence he had broken into my home, so I was going to press charges and I was going to get him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a problem because it was eating me alive. I had this pit in my stomach. I couldn't sleep at night. And, you know, and, I, and I tell people, be the student and find your teacher. So I went to one of my older, wiser mentors, and I said, I don't get it. He did this to me. Why do I feel so bad? And he says, well, well let me ask you a question, Bob. He said, um, if you press charges and nail this guy, is that going to save your business? And I says, well, no, the damage has already been done. He yeah. said, so why are you pressing charges? And I said, you've got to be kidding me. Somebody's got to teach him a lesson. Somebody's, and he goes, he whoa. Pay. He goes, that's revenge. He says, yeah. can you hear it in yourself? Can you feel it? He says, revenge is taking poison and hoping the other person dies. Right. He says, Bob, you don't have to listen to me, but I forgive everybody of everything every day, whether they deserve it or not. And he said to me, if you will focus on your future and let this thing go in your past, I promise you, you'll see great doors open. He says, Bob, you need to let it go. Now, wow. I knew I needed to do it. It sounded right. And it took two weeks of struggle. Talk about struggle to finally come to the realization that, Mm. well, actually, I started remembering all the good things this friend had done for me back in college, helping me. And, you know, I thought of all the good things. So I called him up and I says, hey, I've decided to drop the charges. I gift you the business. I wish you the best of luck. Now, my friend thinking something was up says, well, what is it you really want? I said, geez, you know what I really want? I just want my friend back. And there's Mm -hmm. actually people that have told me I was an idiot for doing this. And I'll tell you why I totally disagree. One year later, my friend was instantly killed in a car crash. And the first thought that went through my mind was, aren't you glad you let it go? 
And yeah. so I share that message. I'll, I'll tell that story on stage and I go, you know, there's people in this audience that are holding a grudge against a spouse, a former spouse, a, a friend, uh, uh, somebody you work with, somebody you work for. Maybe you're mad at the government. Maybe you're mad at God himself. And my, I say my advice to you is let it go. There are good things to come. And it resonates. And there are people that walk up and say, you know what, that's just what I needed to hear today. Mm-hmm. And if, if we're talking about you right now, you wearing the earphones and listening to this podcast, what is it? What is it that you need to let go? And Bob, your invitation is a powerful one. I've seen this so many times over the course of 20 years practicing psychology. Probably the most powerful principle to free you up to free you up and forgiveness doesn't necessarily do anything for the person you're forgiving right not necessarily it may but do it anyway <laughs> right yeah, absolutely <laughs> if, even if it does benefit them it's, it's like this friend of yours somebody's gotta pay right and that that feeling of revenge yeah burning the house uh. down hoping to get the rat Right. So you, you, you destroy yourself in the process. And, and, and you know, what's really interesting is, once again, there, that was something that was devastating to me. And mm. yet now it inspires others. And I talk to people about, do you realize if you just keep your eyes up, it happens every day, changing somebody's life today. I mean, there's people that are hurting mm-hmm. and you see them and you have a choice. Do I, do I reach out or do I just let it go by? And when I'm talking to students like today to these 408th graders, I'll tell them this. I'll go, do you understand the power you have? And I tell them about four years ago, I, I was actually diagnosed with a, a, a metastatic adenocarcinoma. The guy told mm. me, my doctor said, you have less than a year to live. Now talk about devastating. Wow. But I had learned to be grateful in all things. So I actually dropped to my knees and thanked God for one more day of life. And, and by the way, then I got practical. I called the dentist and canceled my dentist appointment. I thought, why go there anymore? <laughs> right. Well, I put up with that kind of pain. <laughs> uh, by the way, my daughter, she, 14 years old, she walks up and she goes, Dad, do you have life insurance? <laughs> I'm going, yeah, why? She said, you taught us to be prepared. Just You'll checking. probably be fine. Any chance I could get some money for some clothes? <laughs> well, for 28 days, it, it was the being grateful that got me through it. But 28 days later, yeah. they called and said they made a mistake and I was fine. So I was grateful, obviously. Wow. And then I got practical. I called the dentist and got my dentist appointment back. And then I took my daughter shopping for clothes so she wouldn't be disappointed. But what's mm-hmm. really interesting is in the midst of all that, one day there was a 13-year-old who lived in my neighborhood who heard what I was going through. She was going through chemotherapy for a brain tumor. Wow. 13 years old, she showed up at my door with a plate of cookies. And she said, you call me anytime, day or night. I know what you're going through. I think I can help. Wow. And I tell these kids, if a 13-year-old can do that for an international motivational speaker on his day in need, imagine what you can do by just paying attention to your classmates, to your family, to the people who you come in contact with every day in your life. Pay attention. Keep your head up. Keep your eyes open. Right. They're there, aren't they, Bob? Yep, they're there every day. Who is it today? Maybe it's somebody out there listening right now. Maybe it's one of those eighth graders. And maybe, you know, I was at the gas station, I, I just think of this a couple of weeks ago, and I just had my head down, and I was actually just playing, you know, a talk through my head while I was putting gas in my car. But it looked mm-hmm. like I was in distress. The guy on the other side says, hey, man, you okay? And I thought, God bless you that you, you know, reached out when most that people wouldn't watching. have done anything. Right. 
Yeah. When we got our head down, we're not looking. We're not, we're not noticing the right. others around us. And they're everywhere. And every one of us has something we can share with others. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago, when, you know, I was struggling in college, and I read a book on memory, and my GPA mm-hmm. went from 3.0 to 3.8. And I was mad. I go, why didn't somebody teach me this earlier? <laughs> so I actually thought, I'm going to teach other people how to do it. So talk mm-hmm. about fear. I walked into an anatomy class on campus, and I asked the professor if I could talk to the class for five minutes. Did a little memory demonstration, and the class came. And he calls me two weeks later, and he says, you know, I grade on the curve for all three of my classes. The two classes, that the class you taught just blew the curve. Will you teach my other two classes? Uh, So I ended up teaching 3,000 kids for free how to have a better memory. Now, not everybody's going to have something where you can do what I did, but it's what do you have that you can share with somebody on any given moment, on any given day? As strange or as obscure as it might seem, it's going to create value for someone. Uh, that our lives enrich other lives. That's right. That's what we need, and we crave for it. And the worst thing to do is to, you know, put ourselves in a closet and hold ourselves up from the world. It's not helping us, and it's not helping them. You know, this. I'm coming at this from from a perspective of of 20 years of clinical psychology practice. And the last several years have been a positive psychology practice. Fun little shift for me. But this particular principle that we're talking about, we've just nailed two big ones. Forgiveness and stepping up to make a difference in the lives of other people. And both of those have literally saved lives that I have observed. And I'm talking people who are so down so out that there is no other option and they're thinking of just ending it all. Well, the other thing is to forgive yourself and you know, realize we all right. make, our, make mistakes. And you forgive yourself and you get back out there again. And then get outside of yourself and start looking for who you can lift. Right. Who you can inspire, who you can bless. And it's on both sides. And also to not have so much pride that when people want to help you, that you shut them off to allow other people with their talents and gifts to, to step into your life and lift you up. Right. Because we do take turns. Like the 13 year old girl that reached out to you. Right. Who would have, I would, who would have ever guessed something like that would have happened. And if I hadn't gone through what I went through, that, that opportunity in my life, that shining moment would have never happened. So got a question for you, Bob. I think I know how you're going to answer this. Stuff happens. Some of that stuff is hard, painful, difficult. I think that that's probably required curriculum for life. My question is, can you always find something positive about it? What do you think? Can you always find something positive about it? No, I, you know, I actually have things that have happened in my life, and I don't understand, and I don't understand what the positive thing was. Mm. Um, but I also, well, actually, you know, now I'll change my mind again. What it did was it made me stronger and it taught and it made me a different person than I was before. You know, there's a quote by uh, John Wooden. He goes, I'm not what I should be. I'm not what I could be. I'm not what I'm going to be, but I thank God I'm not what I used to be. (laughs) So yeah, I guess there is that positive. The struggle makes us stronger. Well, and I ask you that because I've been grappling with that myself as I look at at, at life's circumstances and the things that happen to us, and we don't control all of those things, 
Is it possible to take any experience and mine from that something good? You know, that's a, that would be a great habit to have. And I guess mm. you, you can. Um, you, you talk about, you know, when you talk to people that have gone through horrible experiences, mm-hmm. um, they, you, you see what they've become and, and you, you know, they either get up and they keep moving or they, they wither and die. So the fact that they kept going is the positive experience. Well, you mentioned earlier Nelson Mandela. The you power know, of one person. He comes out of prison and he's inaugurated as president. And, and who would have thought, or would he have thought after all those years in prison that anything else was going to happen in his life? But he obviously didn't give up because he came out of prison. And he probably kept learning and growing while he was there with the people that were around him, with the guards, wh- whoever mm-hmm. was there. I think of Viktor Frankl, another amazing example. Yeah, he said our final, our, the one decision we have is whether to have hope or not or... Something like that. He called it the last of human freedoms to choose your attitude right. in any given set of circumstances. And why does that resonate so much with us? Because of his struggle, his difficulty, which gave him the power to inspire. Right. And he, he had everything taken from him. Family, health, mm-hmm. uh, misery. He had it, and, and he came out with that message. I think this is a message worth sharing which is why we're having this conversation today. And Bob, some of the people listening probably are going to resonate with what it is that you've been saying. I want to give them a way to connect with you, to find you. And you've got a website. Mm-hmm. It's yourname.com. Right. Y-O-U-R-N-A-M. No, I'm kidding you. Bob, everybody can spell Bob. Kittel. Spell that one for us. K-I-T-T-E-L-L. K-I-T-T-E-L-L, bobkittel.com. Right. And on the website, there will be some links there that uh, will lead them to videos or other resources that you're offering. Right. Connect with Bob. He's doing some good work here. And thank you for, for being on the show here today, Bob. Well, thanks. And you know, the one thing that would be nice is if anybody has a school or an organization that would, I mean, mm. I do this for free. I, I teach kids any group, anywhere, college, high school, troubled youth. I'll teach them memory skills, and I teach them to be inspired in their lives. Be inspired and live on purpose. This is your way of giving back and lifting and blessing the lives of others, which blesses your life immensely. Yes, it does. Bob, you get the last word. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well done, everybody. Live on purpose. <laughs>